Hi, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company, and your host on the Hazard Girls podcast here on Jacket Media. I'm so honored to host this show where I get to chat with Hazard Girls about their careers. Hazard Girls is an online community for women working in traditionally male-dominated fields. On our show, you'll get to hear from these amazing women about the path that led them to their current careers, challenges they've overcome, advice for other women in entering these industries, and more. Stephanie Garcia is a bilingual quality manager for Rogers O'Brien Construction. She has a degree in architecture and has been working in the construction industry for seven years. She is currently the secretary for the San Antonio chapter of the National Association of Women in Construction, or NAWIC, and she is on the DEI committee at the national level at NAWIC. Welcome to the Hazard Girls podcast, Stephanie. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, well, we met each other in person at the conference in North Carolina this summer. It was the national conference for NAWIC. So we're going to be talking a lot about NAWIC in this episode, I think. A lot of our listeners are familiar with NAWIC, but if they're not, they definitely need to check it out. It's this amazing professional organization for women in the construction industry, and it spans like the gamut of the construction industry. It's not just for construction workers and, and project managers. It's for anyone in a related industry to construction, and it's a wonderful supportive organization. So we met there. We actually sat down and tried to talk and do an interview, but it was a little horrible because it was so loud and clunky in the background. So this is even better. We get to do it. We get to do it six months later, but in a quiet area. But how have you been since the conference? I've been great. I've been I've been keeping myself busy, like you said, in both of my positions at the local and national level. And it's been really exciting. I've met a lot of wonderful women and I've learned so many things from everybody that I've come across. So it's it's very fun and exciting. I'm sure you've been busy. Yeah. When we when we first met, I believe that's when you had told me that you had just been elected to the position of secretary for the San Antonio Texas chapter of NAWIC. So how's that been going? What have you been doing for that position? It's been going great. I've just been taking lots of meeting minutes at our board and our general meetings. So we have those once a month and we try to get together and get events scheduled for for the year to let all the women in construction know what's going on in our area and also at at the national level. So would you say this is your first foray into leadership at this position? Yes, yes, it is. It is my first step into this leadership. And it's a little bit scary, but uh, the good thing is that we have lots of women of, with knowledge that you can reach out to. And and that's what I really like about being in this organization. If, if you have any questions, there is so many people you could reach out. You could just call anyone from our chapter and they're willing to help and give you the information that you need. Or find someone that has that, you know, if they don't know it off the bat with all the networking and the connections, like they'll get you to that person that that can answer that for you. I saw Kaylee Looney give a speech. She's the, she's the CEO of Reinvented, founder of Reinvented, rather magazine. And she got up um, to accept a leadership award. And she was like, I never thought of myself as a leader. And it's funny because I think, you know, when you're first getting into these leadership positions, you might not think of yourself yet as a leader, but you are just by virtue of what you're doing. You are a leader. There's steps to leadership and you're like in the, in a, maybe one of your earlier steps compared to how, where you'll be by the time you reach the end of your career, but it's great. And I'm glad to hear it's been going well for you. 
Would you say you have, is there, are there any lessons that you've learned so far in this leadership role? Communication is always key. Always communicate. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know how to explain something, but you just, you know, get on out there and do it. I'm very, a little bit shy and public speaking is not my best suit. So I'm hoping with these positions, I will gain a lot of knowledge and, and become a better public speaker. Well, that's awesome, Stephanie. And I mean, first things first, let's talk about Wick Week. Wick Week is Women in Construction Week. And every year, the National Association of Women in Construction celebrates it. There are like tons of panel discussions, events, all kinds of things. I know that this year, Juno Jones and Hazard Girls will be part of a Wick Week event in Washington, D.C., as well as a Wick Week fashion show in Houston. So we're really excited about that. Last year, I did a bunch of Zoom events. So what's going on for Wick Week in San Antonio? So in Wick Week in San Antonio, we're going to kick it off with a happy hour. Then we're going to have some trainings and some workshops available. We're doing a precast panel tour We are also going to have like a family game night to make sure like the ladies get to know each other and have a little bit of competition. We're doing a board and brush, a creative studio to get like, you know, a little bit of architecture, interior design and maybe some construction in there, like building, pounding and painting. (laughs) And then the last thing is Friday. We always have a golf tournament because, of course, you know, the construction industry is all about golf. On Saturday, we're going to actually have an event for Habitat for Humanity. We are trying to get in touch with the community and seeing how we can help out in our area. Oh my gosh, you have a lot going on in San Antonio. And you know what? You made me realize I have to look into what's going on with my Philadelphia chapter. I know we have a volunteer event going on as well. That's that's very cool that you guys are doing the, the Habitat for Humanity. Have you done that in previous years? We have not. So this is this is our first year that I have been a member of our chapter that we're going to be involved with this Habitat for Humanity. We actually, I did join another chapter, the Corpus Christi chapter, and we did some paintings like on the beach for some of their their buildings. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. But this time we're going to be doing it here for us. So That's awesome. So now in addition to WIC Week and all the stuff that you've been doing in San Antonio as your secretary, your chapter secretary there, You're also working with the DEI, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee, on the national level. Well, first of all, what's that been like to be working with the national NAWIC leadership? Is there any sort of a different vibe than working locally? Not necessarily. I just, you just meet a lot of other ladies like on that national level versus the local chapter. And once again, it's been amazing. You, get together. We have meetings with a bunch of ladies to try to make, you know, amazing things happen for the construction industry and women in our industry. So on that level, we have, I am a communication pillar on the DNI committee and NAWIC actually has uh, two publications. They have an association magazine called the NAWIC Today, and then they have the Connection Newsletter. And so basically I've been helping people to write articles for us. Next month's article is about working moms. So that we're really excited to see how that's going to come out. We have a one of the ladies writing the content for us, and I'm really excited to get her article and, and publish that. So I, if, uh, if any women in our industry is interested in writing any content or for our publications, like I would like to get in touch with them. If there's anyone that has experiences or stories that they would like to share, that's, that's very important to us. Mm-hmm. We really want to know 
how everyone, you know, how they how they perceive the construction industry, especially women and their experiences. Stephanie, what are the two different publications? It is called NAWIC Today and the Connection Newsletters. And what what is the difference between the two? So the NAWIC Today is the magazine, the association magazine. And then the Connection is just a newsletter for content within like the organization of what we're publishing and promoting for the month. And so in so the newsletter is where we can hear all about the different DEI events that are happening. How can how can people get on the email list for the newsletter and the and also the magazine? So we have a uh, Facebook page and our hashtags. It's Nawick D E A N D I. Okay, so the best way to get it is to go onto Facebook. And then how do people get on the mailing list? Do they have to join Nawick? I believe you do have to join Nawick, but I, I can get more information on. Yeah, I think it is. You have to be a Nawick member. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about what you've been doing with DEI. What ha- what have your responsibilities been in that position? So my my position is I just been doing content, a lot of content and graphics for any of the events that we publish. Every month we try to incorporate whatever that month is. Like, you know, in, in October it was like Hispanic Heritage Month. So we tried to promote a lot of Hispanic heritage for that month. And then so every month if there's a theme, we try to associate ourselves with those themes. And if there's any like holidays in there, we try to celebrate any of the holidays that are a part of like ethnics and diversity and inclusion Mm -hmm. to make sure that everybody's represented. Do you have like a master list of holidays? I have to get that from you later. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why we have our meetings to discuss like what gets or like which ones we're going to advertise because there's so many. There's so many. Yeah, I know. Everything's a national day. So and you want to you want to celebrate all of them. It's hard. Yes. Well, let's talk a little bit about your journey. I was interested to know that you started out in architecture but then you switched to construction. But how did you even get interested in that in the first place? Were your parents architects or in construction? So I grew up around construction sites. My grandfather and my uncles uh, build residential homes. And as I was growing up, like we would always play on the job sites while while they, they were supposed to be watching us, but they were still working. So yeah, that's where I grew up. The construction sites were my playground. I was always fascinated by blueprints and the transformation of vacant lots turning into buildings. And when I was little, everyone would always ask me, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I would always say I want to be an architect. And my mom always drilled into my head that education was extremely important in order to have a prosperous future. So naturally, I became a first generation college graduate. Oh, not only do I have a degree in architecture, I also have one in interior design. Oh, you have two degrees? You have a double degree? Yes, ma'am. That's so great. Congratulations on that. So, okay. So you, you went to school, you got your architecture and your interior design degree. So tell us your path. How did you, did you, did you try architecture before getting into construction industry? Well, I know architecture is in the construction industry, but you're more of an, in a management role. So how did you, how did that happen? Once I graduated, I found a position where I was more of a CAD monkey, basically like just drafting. I was a drafter. I did more a of CAD like, monkey. Yeah, CAD monkey. I was, <laughs> I was drafting. I would, and I would go out in the field and actually draw buildings as they were, and then create the floor plan. So I was kind of going backwards instead of like designing a building and building it. I was kind of going backwards. The building was already designed, and I was a part of a team to go out and capture what facilities were already built. And I was doing this as a contractor for the Marine Corps. So. Oh, oh, that's interesting. And so you were you're basically taking assessments of what was out there. And is that what you did you enjoy that work and want to stick with it? Or did you not like it? 
I liked it, but it was a lot of traveling. Like I did, I did get to travel all over to like all the Marine Corps installations that the, you know, the U.S. has. So, I mean, it was a little fun. I got to go to Korea, Japan, Hawaii multiple times. So that's where I, I started growing a passion for traveling. That is exciting, especially at a young age to be able to do that. Wow. So you were traveling with the Marine Corps as a subcontractor or as a contractor? As a contractor. Yeah, as a contractor. And then tell us, like, how did you end up, I guess, transitioning from that into more into construction? So I was a little burnt out of always being on the go. I was like home two weeks, gone two weeks. And it was just, it was just, you know, the traveling toll was a lot. So Hmm. at some point I had put my resume on a website somewhere. I don't even remember where I had put it on there. And I got an email saying that they were looking for office engineers for a project. So I went to the interview. I had no idea where I was going to end up. And it turned out that I ended up working at the AT&T Center renovation here in San Antonio for the San Antonio Spurs. They had a renovation back in 2015. So that's where my, that's how I entered the construction industry. Just showed up, had no idea what I was getting myself to. And here I am seven years later. (laughs) So was that when you did that, because the management area, it can be pretty male populated. What was that like? Was, were you one of the only women around? Yes, I was. It's kind of always been like that for the, besides like administrative roles or our project coordinators, like it's, it's always like that. I've, I've always been around all men. I'm the only one in meetings, but I don't, I don't mind it. I, I kind of like it. I enjoy working with them. I enjoy being part of the team. What would you say is the difference? Cause you studied architecture, but you, now you're in construction management. So what would you say is how, like the difference? How do these jobs differ? For someone who's looking at different careers, like a a young person looking at different careers to consider, how would you explain the difference between them? The way I would explain the difference is, so if you go into architecture, you're, you're designing the building, you're doing all the details and managing it, you know, like you're on the other side, it's already been designed and now you're managing it. So now you're, you have knowledge of reviewing the floor, the floor plans and making sure that what's in the drawings and in the specs are getting built correctly. So it's, it's a little bit more work because, you know, as an architect, you already know that, hey, this is what I'm designing. You guys need to design it to this. But then on the other end, you just have to make sure that all of the details are per the drawings. And it's not just that, but like you have to deal with all the trades in the field. So it's, you know, like yeah. the architect designed one thing, but it, it, it takes multiple trades and multiple people to make that design come together. And I think that's what I like the most. Like you you have the teamwork and the commodity and getting everybody on the same page. I mean, sometimes it feels like you're hurting cats, but I think, you know, like eventually you get the project done and it gets done and it's good and it's, it's beautiful. I think that's a good way to explain it. And I have to give a shout out right here to this book. And I want to say, I can't remember the author's name, Molly. The book is called The House That She Built. Have you heard of this? It's a children's book. And she, it just was published recently. So the book goes through the building of a house and each person's job in building the house. So there's like a plumber and there's an electrician, there's an architect, and it goes through all the jobs in building a house. And all of the builders and tradespeople in the book are women. And it's a wonderful book for diversity, equity, inclusion. And I'm going to send you the link so you can check it out. And I hope our listeners do as well. It's, my daughter loves it. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. So tell us, I want to hear a little bit about your day-to-day. What is your job like on a day-to-day basis? What do you do? So I arrive to the job site. I always try to get here by like seven o'clock in the morning. 
then I open my email to see what emails and what things I have to task and tackle. And then I have a lot of reviewing of submittals. So like this morning or last week, I had a bunch of samples come through for architectural millwork and some tile. So today I sat there taking pictures of them, uploading them into our system and sending them to the architect for review. And then in between that, I had two meetings, you know, impromptu meetings. So it's very, very hectic, especially on Mondays. Well, we're whole women. We're not just women in construction or women at work. And, you know, I, I try to ask my guests a little bit more about themselves because it's, there's so much more to us than just like what we're doing on a day-to-day basis at work. So I know gardening is important to you. And I would just love to hear a little bit from you about like how gardening helps you in your life and if, if there's anything you'd like to share with us about that. Gardening is my favorite. I love I love succulents and cactus. Like they're prickly. Those are my favorite things. Like that's my escape to life. Like I like to buy the plants, mm-hmm. watch them grow. And every time like I, I'm always anxiously waiting, like especially my plumerias. I like plumerias. I got that from like one of my Hawaii trips. So every time I'm waiting for it, like, is it going to bloom? What color is it going to be? Because sometimes you don't know. So it's always like I'm always anxious and babying my plumerias <laughs> until they even get a color. So I have one of my favorite quotes that I always use, no mud, no lotus. And I think to be extraordinarily beautiful, one must transform the struggles into sparkles. And I think in every day, like not everybody gets everybody, but I want to just make sure that like women don't ever let anyone dull your sparkle. Like you are who you are and shine on like. So true. And make everyone smile. Like even I'm, I, I mean, I come to the office sometimes with like, cat ears and like my sparkly (laughs) combat boots or like today I'm actually wearing my torrid fuzzy cheetah print like loafers but I just (laughs) kind of work like that you know and everybody just like looks at me but I'm just like I'm here I showed up let's get this going you know let's get Monday going Yeah, you just, yeah. It, I, and I've heard other women say that about like, you know, for some women, it might be your personal style might be like cheetah and combat boots or whatever, but then another person's might be pink and they want to be like everything pink and that's okay. And I think it's really important as women for us to feel comfortable being ourselves and not have to worry about fitting in. Do you agree with that? Oh, I agree with that 100%. I think sometimes when you stand out, people will know. Like on the job site, I have a pink hard hat. So I mean, besides being a woman, when I go out there, everybody always knows that it's me and my pink hard hat. Like I'm yeah. distinguishable between all the white hard hats. There's me and pink. <laughs> yeah, I love that. You know, as we move through time in these fields and more and more women are entering, we can be less and less pressured to sort of conform with the existing culture out there and kind of be ourselves. And I wanted to hear a little bit about your jewelry business. I heard you have some you have some entrepreneurial aspirations. Yes. So I have three best friends that I actually met in college and we all started going to jewelry classes. And so we just decided that this year we're going to try to start up a business. We call it Las Tres Amigas, which means, you know, the three best friends in Spanish. And we just started, you know, our Instagram. So if you guys want to check us out, like we're trying to get that going. And we're really excited. What is, what's the Instagram? Oh, the Instagram is lastresamigas.tx. Okay. Oh, for Texas. Yeah. Cool. We'll have to check that out. Well, Stephanie Garcia, it's been so great to see you again, even though we're on Zoom this time, at least it's quiet. <laughs> yeah. Just wonderful to catch up. Congratulations on your positions at NAWIC, both locally in San Antonio and on the national level. 
And we're going to be keeping an eye out for you and all your leadership to come. Yay, I'm excited. Thank you so much. Great to see you. All right, bye. You have been listening to the Hazard Girls podcast on Jacket Media, sponsored by Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company. That's junojonesshoes.com. And you can go there to learn about our steel toe boots and to join the Hazard Girls community. I'm your host, Emily Salaby. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.